Well, welcome to English Through History. If you enjoy the content, please subscribe or leave us a review. It helps us to create more content and is appreciated by our small team here. World War II ravaged the European continent. Countries and cities felt the results of invasion, bombing and occupation. Some of the scars can still be seen today when we look at architecture, landmarks and of course the human cost. However, not all countries experienced the war in the same way. Some managed to remain neutral and therefore protected their citizens and infrastructure from destruction. But that's not to say they didn't play a part. No country remained completely unaffected and some made history in other, more subtle ways. Lisbon, Portugal, played a unique and significant role during World War II, serving as a neutral ground and a hub for espionage, diplomacy and refugee activities. While Portugal officially remained neutral throughout the war, Lisbon became a hotbed of international intrigue, intelligence operations and diplomatic maneuvering. This strategic position made the city a focal point for various individuals and groups seeking refuge, conducting intelligence operations or navigating the complexities of wartime diplomacy. In today's episode, we'll be looking at some of the notable people, the events and history from that city that managed to walk the thin line of neutrality while the rest of Europe went to war. Before delving into Lisbon's role during World War II, it's crucial to understand Portugal's pre-war situation. In 1939, when war broke out, Portugal, under the authoritarian rule of Antonio de Oliveira Salazar, declared itself neutral. Salazar aimed to keep Portugal out of the conflict, emphasizing the country's policy of non-intervention. Lisbon's geographical location on the western edge of Europe made it a critical point of connection between the warring parties. It served as a neutral port, allowing for maritime trade between Allied and Axis powers. But the city's neutrality also attracted diplomats, spies and refugees, turning it into a melting pot of wartime activities. Lisbon became a centre for espionage due to its neutral status and strategic location. Both Allied and Axis intelligence agencies operated in the city, trying to gather information and influence events. The city's numerous hotels, cafes and diplomatic venues provided discreet meeting places for spies and diplomats. Among the most famous spies operating in Lisbon during this period was the British double agent Juan Puyol Garcia, codenamed Garbo, who played a crucial role in deceiving the Germans about the location of the D-Day landings. Other spies included Ian Fleming, who went on to create the James Bond franchise, and the infamous British double agent Kim Philby. Lisbon hosted various diplomatic efforts aimed at facilitating communication between the Allied and Axis powers. The Portuguese government, led by Salazar, skillfully navigated the delicate balance of maintaining neutrality while engaging in diplomatic relations with both sides. Lisbon became a place where informal talks, negotiations and back-channel communications took place. The war disrupted traditional trade routes, making Lisbon a crucial port for goods and supplies. With European ports under blockade or in conflict zones, many ships rerouted their cargoes to Lisbon, allowing for trade between neutral countries 
and those affected by the war. Lisbon experienced a surge in commerce as a result. It became a major transshipment point for goods such as food, oil, coal, and other resources. These goods were then transported to various destinations, including both Axis and Allied countries. Portugal traded a variety of goods, including coffee, rubber, tungsten, and other raw materials. Some of the most significant items that Portugal traded during this time were foodstuffs, such as wheat, sugar, canned foods, which were of course in high demand due to the war. Portugal had a significant trade relationship with the Axis powers, primarily through the export of Wolfram, and that's what the Germans called Hunstam, to Germany. Wolfram was a highly valued commodity for the German war machine, and it's used in the production of armor-piercing ammunition, amongst other things. Portugal was one of the few sources of Wolfram outside of the Axis-controlled territories, and its exports to Germany profited the country immensely. Additionally, Portugal received imports of petroleum products, machinery, and other manufactured goods from the United States, which had established trade agreements with Portugal to ensure it remained neutral during the conflict. In return, Portugal exported cork, salt, fish, and agricultural products to the United States and other allied nations. Controversially, many of the payments from the Nazis was made in stolen gold from conquered nations and Holocaust victims. It is said that the Bank of Portugal still holds gold stamped with the swastika. An investigation by Publico stated that in 2001, documents were found proving that the Portuguese government knowingly entered into trade with stolen gold to the amount of at least 228 tons. The trade in gold made sense as paper currency was less stable. The gold actually helped to stabilize the Portuguese economy after the end of the war. Lisbon also served as a refuge for those fleeing the war-torn European continent. Thousands of refugees, including Jews and political dissidents, sought safety in Portugal. One notable person involved in this was Aristas de Souza Mendes, the Portuguese consul in Bordeaux during World War II, who played a heroic and compassionate role in saving thousands of lives by defying the orders of his own government. In 1940, as the German army advanced through France, Bordeaux became a destination for thousands of refugees fleeing the Nazi occupation, and the Portuguese government, under the authoritarian rule of Prime Minister Salazar, issued strict instructions to its diplomats. These instructions, known as Circular 14, directed Portuguese officials to deny visas to certain groups of refugees, including Jews and stateless persons. The goal was to avoid antagonizing the Nazi regime and to maintain Portugal's neutrality. Contrary to these orders, Mendes was deeply moved by the plight of the refugees crowding outside the Portuguese consulate in Bordeaux. Witnessing their desperation and the imminent danger they faced under Nazi occupation, Mendes made a courageous decision. He chose to prioritize human life and compassion over the dictates of his government. Starting on June the 16th, 1940, Mendes began issuing visas to a vast number of refugees, irrespective of nationality, ethnicity or background. He worked tirelessly, often staying up all night to process the visa requests. Among those he saved were Jews, political dissidents, intellectuals and others who faced persecution 
under the Nazi regime. In direct defiance of Circular 14, Mendes extended a lifeline to those seeking refuge. His actions were a beacon of humanity during a dark period of history, and he chose to follow his conscience. It is estimated between 10 to 30,000 people were helped in this way. When Salazar's government learned of Mendes' action, he was recalled from his post, dismissed from diplomatic service, and subjected to disciplinary proceedings. The punishment was severe, and Mendes faced financial ruin and personal hardship as a result. Lisbon's reputation during World War II earned it the nickname Casablanca of Europe, a reference to the famous film Casablanca, released in 1942. The city's cosmopolitan atmosphere, filled with intrigue, espionage and a mix of nationalities, closely mirrored the cinematic portrayal of Casablanca. The wartime atmosphere had a profound impact on Lisbon's cultural and social life. The city's residents witnessed the influx of people from all walks of life, creating a vibrant and dynamic environment. The presence of diplomats, spies and refugees influenced the arts, literature and even the local cuisine leaving a lasting mark on Lisbon's cultural heritage. After the war, Lisbon returned to its role as the capital of Portugal, but its wartime experiences left a lasting legacy. The city's historical neighbourhoods, such as Alfama, still bear witness to the events of that era. The wartime stories of espionage, diplomacy and refuge have become part of Lisbon's identity, shaping its narrative for generations to come. Lisbon's unique position as a neutral ground during World War II transformed the city into a hub of international activity. Its role in espionage, diplomacy and as a haven for refugees marked it as a crucial player in the complex geopolitical landscape of the time. The legacy of those wartime years continues to influence the cultural and historical identity of Lisbon, making it a city with a fascinating and multifaceted history. <laughs>